0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of The Bobcast with you. So it's just The Bobcast, staring at the Ouija board, live in the proverbial lounge. I messed that whole thing up, but you know, you've been with me long enough that you know. You know that I'm loose. Look, it's Sunday, and I'm going to be honest, I'm hungover. And when you're hungover, sometimes lethargy or, you know, I I don't know, I just feel more honest when I'm hungover. I feel like uh, it's the true, like, uh, nature that is just clawing at the bits to feel better you know like i i just i don't know how to explain it but it's just like i go in and out of like these periods of time where i drink and then i don't drink right so like last couple of years pretty much didn't drink all winter you know skip 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 all the winter and then you know like uh start drinking again when you know aquatics is involved and once aquatics is involved then you can cool your irish body down because you're drinking too many beers and you're getting hot and bothered you can jump in the pool and cool yourself down. Last night, went to a party. There was a pool. Didn't go in the pool because I got too drunk to go in the pool. And, uh, yeah, uh, why do people drink, right? We drink because it's to feel the spirit, right? We call it spirits, right? I wish that I enjoyed it as much as others. When I'm ingesting the alcohol, I know what it's doing to me, and I know that I'm going to feel like shit, you know? But the interesting thing is, is that the alcohol makes things fun, right? Like, it's just normal shit, like throwing a ball can be, like, extremely fun when you're drunk. It's weird, right? And, like, if you think about it, alcohol has been around forever. It's involved with religions. It's involved with culture. It's all around us. It's all around us to the point, too, where it kills some of us. The alcohol takes your liver apart. Your body fails, and you have nothing left inside you. People I know have suffered from this tremendously. I know people who have passed away from this, and it sucks, you know? It's a terrible thing. Addiction is a terrible thing. Addiction is something that uh, I struggle with, definitely. You know, I'm open about it, and it's like... It's just – it's crazy because it's like – is life supposed to be that hard? Is that why we drink and consume other materials? Is that why, like, you feel as if you need to reward yourself with something like this at the end of the day? What if, like, instead of, like, drugs or alcohol, at the end of the day, you rewarded yourself with a hike through – Nature like I'm doing right now, right, I mean like to some the idea of what I'm doing right now, podcasting and hiking in nature it, it just seems like something they would never want to do, you know, like even hiking, like I mentioned it to a coworker and like I could just see it in their face, like, what the fuck is he doing out there, and when I was younger, I used to think that I had the power to convince people to join my join my uh you know cause, if you will, you know like But when I got older, and especially when I became a parent, I realized that it's not my place, nor anybody's place in this world, to change somebody. You know? And I think that's, like, the hard thing. As it relates towards, like, alcoholism and stuff like that. Your loved ones consuming alcohol, killing themselves, and then in the process, killing the family around them. It sucks. But... I think addiction and all of these things that pain us stems from the fact that we have wandered so far from, like, our roots. You know, I, I talk about it a lot, and it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't last a day without shoes, you know? I'm a bitch. But I understand why I'm a bitch. You know, I understand that we were supposed to be all together, you know? We were supposed to have a community of people to rely on one another. So I was hungover, and I'll be completely honest with you, you know, um, I've been going to church, you know, and uh, this particular church I go to, I have struggled because I am – I have faith, but I struggle with my path of spirituality, especially with the troubled past being kind of forced religion as a child. And when that happens, you grow resentful of the source or God or whatever, you know, and it's really shitty. To, like, have to um, rebuild it, but it's it's a fun process, you know, and, like, I'm still open-minded towards the world, and I'll never let go of it, right? I'll never let go of the idea that both Jesus and Buddha could exist in the same room, and both these guys are right, you know what I mean? I'm also into the idea that Mother Nature is probably powerful than all of them, you know what I mean? Like, if we're talking God power here, Mother Nature probably could squash them. But we won't do that. You know, we won't go into that deep detail and offend somebody. But, um, yeah, like, so the people in this church, right, when I first went, I'm going to be honest with you, the listener, I was so anti, man. I was almost, like, anti like I was back in the day when grunge was going in the 90s and it was like, you know, you, it was like reality bites. Like, you walk into a room and, like, you just troubled to be there, you know, can't wait to light a cigarette up and show the world that you're full of generational X power. Um, yeah, so I was reluctant to these people because they're obsessed with Jesus, you know, and like uh, to me, it's very hard to to accept it, but hear me out on this: the people I observe I'm an observer of people, and these people generally do have good thoughts within them, you know, and it's hard for me to um deny that, you know. It's hard for me to deny their happiness, if that makes sense. Like, I could see it, you know? I see them, like, when they're in the moment. You know, the the venue itself is very spectacular. It's Storehouse Church on Germantown Pike. It's got great live sound. And I'm a musician, right? So I love music. And, like, you know, I talked about this week ago that I'd like to have concerts early. Dude, they put on a concert at 9 a.m. And what better place to be than anywhere at 9 a.m. with a hangover? is in the presence of uh, live drums, you know, and live music. They play worship music, you know, and, uh, you know, in the beginning, God, I was so so anti, you know, so grungy with the whole thing. Like, I ain't going to, you know what I mean? Like, I just was not really appreciative towards it. But now I'm starting to realize, dude, that, yeah, it is nice to go there because it's not too often you're around people who care generally, like, full of empathy, right? And, like, once I had that realization, like, they also care, Now, Grant, there's some in there in that audience who are, you know, probably not good eggs, but whatever. There's always going to be a bad egg in the mix. But from these conversations I've had with these people, trying to get them to, to know them, they've never persuaded me to join their club. In fact, they've even addressed the fact that they enjoy getting to know people who are still on the outside when it comes to their faith. And I used to think oh, well, they definitely want something, you know, because, like, I kind of grew up that way, you know, thinking, like, people are only nice when they want something, and, like, that's not true, you know, it's just not true in all cases, you know, it's just not, and, like, I just like community. It's hard to explain, but they were talking about community today, and, like, really what that means, you know, and, like, what it means to have, like, a bunch of people who, like, care about you, who are not, like, your, you know, immediate family and friends, like, people who are, like, a tribe, or, like, being in a band, like, I miss being in a band, like, there's something to be said about that, like, when you're, um, a unit of one, and you're all operating under the, 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 the conviction that you want to entertain, you know, and, like, that feeling of connecting with an audience is so spiritual, really, it's, it's something that I've been really contemplating getting back into, you know, and uh, if anybody wants to, you know, jam with me, hit me up. I play drums now. Uh, I'm a weird drummer, you know, I'm like a like a intricate style, weird, you know, you give me a call. But I mean, basically, I'm just trying to come to terms with myself and I'm hungover and, you know, when you're hungover, sometimes you hit record and you're in the woods taking a pee. Looking over your shoulder to see if anybody's coming, because you don't want to be that guy, you know? You don't want to be that guy on the trail doing that. But, uh, now I'm back on the trail, walking, we're talking. I also met a new friend. And it's nice to say when you're 42, right? It's not too often that you really, like, get to know somebody, like, within a week, and then you know everything about them, you know? And, uh... It's fun, he lives close by, and, like, I've I've talked about that too as well, like, it's, it's hard to make friends, like, as you get older, but when you're involved with a community of people, and you're involved with neighbors, and, like, sticking together, like the traditional root pattern of humanity, for us to operate as one, it just feels good, and, like, I'm trying to get out of my introverted shell that developed after, like, Downtown Harvest broke up, and uh, in therapy, I I've uncovered this, is that, you know, I was pretty depressed, like, after my band broke up when I was 33, and I think I gained, like, 60 pounds, maybe? Like, it was pretty brutal, you know? Like, I was just eating, not exercising, and, matter of fact, just living a really sedentary life, playing Madden, <laughs> like, non-stop. And, yeah, man, it's just... It was so depressing to, like, have, like, that community, have that um, excitement of performing for folks, and then to have it just, like, you know, taken away, you know? It's just – it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to turn that switch off. I just left the Golden Dragon restaurant where we – I mean, my band, Downtown Harvest, has many ties to the Golden Dragon restaurant in Plymouth Square. This restaurant was owned by the Hua family, and Hua, David Hua, helped – Get Downtown Harvest many gigs, help Downtown Harvest record The Golden Dragon, which we named their second album after. We named it after his restaurant, which you could open up and it would be a takeout menu that you could order from. And there was plates that were devoted towards each of the band members. And they closed. Um, they shut their doors on Friday for their last hurrah. And throughout the weekend, they were getting rid of fixtures, selling, like, uh, you know, plates, silverware, stuff like that. So I just left there. And my ties to the Golden Dragon restaurant don't only lie with downtown the Harvest. They also lie with uh, my childhood. It's a restaurant that I would go to celebrate my birthday. Some of those birthdays were good. Some were bad. But you know what? It is something that I'm going to miss, you know. And a lot of times when it comes to an end of an era, it's met with sadness, you know. But, you know, thank God we had those times, you know. Thank God that uh, I know what Singapore – good Singapore noodles taste like without pork. I've never dug the pork. I had many um, birthdays there, had many poo-poo dinners. And the the general feeling when you walk in there, it was always happiness. They all enjoyed saying hello to me. They all would greet me with, uh, hello, Bob. And then, like, they loved the way that I would say thank you. David taught me how to say it. It's, uh, doje. So I went in, said hello to everybody, gave a few hugs out. And then, um, it just got too emotional. I had to leave, and I made the mistake of saying that I was coming back. And, you know, it's a weird thing that, like, I've talked about in therapy. It's like, I, I wrote a song about it called No One at the Party Looks Like Me. So just bounce, you know? And, like, it's just truthful. It's like, I don't know what it is about saying goodbye it's hard, right? It's a hard thing. I'm good at um, uh, sharing my emotions with you. I'm good at sharing how I feel, but I'm not good at goodbyes, man. It's just weird. The whole shopping center, I believe, is going to be turned into uh, like a brewery or a pet store. I don't know, but yeah, it was the end of an era, you know. And the golden dragon will forever be in my heart, you know, as I remember it. I got myself a nice teacup up because the oolong black tea from there was amazing. So yeah, thanks to David Hu and his family for all the good memories, and thanks to him for, you know, helping with Downtown Harvest, um, which was a live band that I played in, right? And live band, as we were talking during this podcast, was like going to church playing that, right? So like, that was my version of church, right? And like, uh, our god was the audience right so like the audience would be our god because we were worshiping the audience and in return they are giving us adoration and respect and love back and it was just a wonderful wonderful way to be you know like and it's just i've been thinking about it a lot my son has anxiety when he comes up upon a room of people he doesn't know um and this is In the beginning, I couldn't believe that this was happening to him because I don't have stage fright. You know, I enjoy performing and I enjoy the art of conversation, conversation with strangers. Um, But my wife used to have anxiety growing up. So it's something that we're learning to um, deal with with Tyler. And one of the things I've been practicing is realizing that, you know, when this anxiety stirs up in him, this is real. You know, like this is something that's making his body um, full of, uh, you know, just a chemical uh, cortisol and, like, you know, like, fear and, like, oh, my God, I can't go in that room. And it sucks. You know, you get really scared to engage in conversation with others. But then all he needs is just, like, a walk-in, and then he's good, you know? Dude scored two goals the other day, again, at soccer. He was reluctant to get on the field. Once he got on the field, dude, he hit this one goal where it was, like, a straight FIFA moment. Like, the ball's in suspended in air, and he just whacks it from the side, makes that, like, punt noise, and boop, hits the net. Everybody went crazy, everybody knows my son's name, everybody's cheering. Talk about adrenaline, talk about being proud, talking about, oh my god, feeling, like, so good. Like, full of, like, there is no week, there is no year, there is just this relationship between him, myself, and my wife. It's awesome, man. You know, and I realize it's it's uh, finite, you know, like, he'll grow, he'll get big, you know, and we won't have these little, little, uh adorable memories to, to fall back on, the, uh, you know, it's just sad, you know, I love him, love my wife, you know, ah, yeah, but I'm having a good time, you know, got new friends, got new uh outlooks on life, my knee hurts though, I'll be honest, that's one thing that sucks about getting old, can't. I you know how like people say, Oh, you gotta have recovery. Yeah. I'm not good at recovery days. I like to just keep going, you know? Like I don't lift weights every day now, but I prefer to. You know, like I heard something that, you know, one of the keys to staying limber as you get older is to just lift heavy things. And that's fun for me, you know. I enjoy it now. I used to hate it, you know, like I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna go for a hike and sweat. Get swamp ass. I don't want to do that, you know? There's a voice in my head telling me not to do this shit. And, I'm like, eh. you know what the crazy thing is? It's like, you know, I suffer from depression. That was depression saying to me, yeah, give in, buddy. Give in and join us, because we, we feel like shit, too. You know, we want you to join us in the feel shit teams. And, you know, I did. And, you know, it didn't help. It didn't help at all. You know, those sedentary years just sitting there doing shit. I'm still losing the fat from it, dude, you know, and like somebody said to me the other day, oh, you're looking good. And it's like, yeah, I look in the mirror and I still don't see that. I still see somebody who's depressed and overweight, you know, and like that's part of like uh, my human brain being like, well, you're you're almost good enough. You're not quite there yet. You know what I mean? And like sometimes I just say back to that voice, yeah, bro, leave me alone. You know what I mean? I just want to feel the way I feel. This guy's got some sticks. Hey you doing, man? Have a good day. Hiker coming by right now. He's got some really cool tattoos and he's got really awesome hiking sticks, dude. I've always wanted to get some hiking sticks, you know, like, I don't even think you'd call them hiking sticks, but it's something like that. But yeah, for the most part, I'm feeling pretty good on this Sunday. I'm going to get back into interviewing real people shortly, which I'm excited about. Uh, it's been a while since I've hit, like, you know, a... You know, den of, like, five or six episodes where it's just me and another person, but I've enjoyed immensely these solo sessions because I feel like you get to know me a little bit better, and I'll be honest, like, just now, I just feel like I know myself a little bit better by having this solo conversation. Talk therapy, too, is something that I really recommend for people who are like myself. Chat it out, man. Like, talk to yourself. Record it. Maybe something will come out of there that you didn't anticipate, and, like, that is a really useful tool when it comes to maintenance with your mental health. You know, somebody said the other day to me um, after like one of my you know verbal tirades, "Man, I really feel like you're one of the few people I know who really knows themselves." And I really took that as a compliment because it's like, yeah, I think that I do know myself, and I know what I like and what I don't like, and I know where my spirituality lies, where my Fear arises, my obligations and my guilt, and all these things that can bring my spirit down to the point where it's just not operating on a frequency that feels good for me and the rest of the universe. It feels like going backwards in time and getting on that couch and eating a bevy of carbohydrates while I kick somebody's ass, the Green Bay Packers and Madden. Not worrying about the way I look because I had this whack ass idea in my mind that oh well, I'm married now, so it doesn't really matter how I look. Like what the fuck was that? You know, like it's so crazy. But um yeah, it's just wild. Hey, how are you? Sorry for my bad language, I'm just very animated. Okay.
1: Have a nice Sunday. Carry
0: on. <laughs> Thank you. Now you're walking by. And uh sometimes, you know, I drop profanity. And uh, I'm, I'm upset with myself right there because she seemed like a nice lady. And it always seems to happen when I'm out here podcasting. So, somebody comes up on me when I'm talking out loud and I drop the F word and it seems like I'm in a bad mood, but in fact, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm in a really good mood because I'm here with you in my favorite spot, Valley Green, on a Sunday, doing a spiritual thing with y'all. You know what I mean? Feels good. Feels good to be in nature. And it's going to be sad when. Nature goes away in the wintertime because it'll be frozen, can't do all the same shit I'm doing right now, but, you know, <sighs> at least it will still be here. At least this is something that I hope to, like, ghost up in the afterlife, you know? I would love to come here and just spend eternity as, like, a, just a breeze or, man, even a spotted fly, I said it, just to feel it from that perspective. My name is B.O.B., and this has been another episode of The Podcast.